This is the J. Scott Outdoors podcast on Western big game hunting and fishing brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and join today. I'm your host, Jay Scott, and I live and breathe hunting and fishing, spending half the year in the field experiencing God's creation. I hope you'll enjoy hearing about our adventures. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a great episode with friend Joe Bittner. Joe actually came on a Gould's turkey hunt with me and harvested three turkeys with his bow, and you're going to get to hear about that today. If you guys want to hear more about or learn more about the, my Gould's turkey hunts, you can go to Gould's turkeyhunt.com that's g-o-u-l-d-s turkeyhunt.com and uh, you get to see photos and videos from all our past uh, Gould's turkey hunts it's a lot of fun those birds are uh, very interactive like to strut like to gobble and and uh, just a great hunt I want to thank you guys uh, for listening I want to thank you for your support and all the positive comments on iTunes and the five-star ratings if you haven't uh, gone on iTunes and had a chance to uh, give me uh, your comments and five-star ratings, I encourage you to do so. Also, I encourage you to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, there's a little bit of a delay from when I load an episode on Podbean. It takes you sometimes 6 to 12 hours. And if you subscribe on iTunes, as soon as I download it in Podbean, it automatically comes to your d- device. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can email me at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow along on our social media at Instagram, at jscottoutdoors, and my associate, Dar Colburn, at Dar Colburn. Uh, we have a Facebook page, J. Scott Outdoors, a YouTube channel, J. Scott Outdoors, and of course, uh, our home website, which is uh, jscottoutdoors.com. Uh, just thank you guys for listening, and uh, let's get right to the show. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have a special guest. We've got Joe Bittner. Joe is a, a good friend of mine from California, and the way that I originally met Joe was um, he contacted me about wanting to go on a, a Gould's turkey hunt, and um, he contacted me, and he said, this is Joe Bittner with DidYouTagOut.com, and Said he wanted to go on a Gould's turkey hunt. Joe, how are you? I'm good, Jay. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, um, seems like there isn't a day go by when, you know, either on Facebook or or something that uh, you and I aren't corresponding or I see some stuff that you're doing and it reminds me of the great hunt that we had. And uh, what's going on with you, Joe? Oh, I just uh, working and uh, trying to get this digitagout.com going and uh, got some new hats that are out and getting ready to uh, put together uh, some more game bags. And I've uh, coming out with uh, a gambrel that will have the logo and website in it and uh, having those uh, powder coated. And uh, awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good little uh, item for. Uh, some friends and people who are looking for a gambrel to have. Awesome. You know, Joe um, lives in uh, Southern California, and um, but he really likes to hunt in California or in Arizona, and has a bunch of friends in Arizona as well. And um, 
Uh, it sounds like you just had a javelina hunt uh, here recently, Joe. How did that go? Oh, that that was good. I uh, had put in for the draw for the ham hunt and uh, had actually bought a leftover javelina tag for the January season. And uh, I was able to tag out on the uh, January and I used a compound then and uh, dedicated my ham hunt to just using my longbow and that that turned out to be a good hunt and was successful. Awesome. That's um, that's great. I know when you contacted me about a Gould's hunt, this would have been in uh, 2013. The hunt was uh, scheduled for May of 2013. Um, I remember you saying that you wanted to uh, bring your recurve and bring your longbow. And... Um, you know, we went back back and forth on a few emails and uh, talked on the phone, I believe, a few times. And uh, you ended up booking the trip. And uh, uh, tell me what you remember about all of that, Joe, and, and uh, how, how the first part of our trip uh, got started. Uh, you know, I, I first heard of you, uh, Colburn and Scott, and, and of course, Jay Scott Outdoors uh, from the uh, Meat Eater show. And uh, when you had uh, Steve Ranella down in Mexico for Gould's turkeys, and I had I had um, put in for a couple of the uh, Arizona Gould's turkey hunts for the draw two years in a row, and I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of think I'd like to do my grand slam, and uh, with my longbow. I had already gotten the Osceola and uh, Merriam and I and the Rio. And, um, so I put out an e email to you and you called me back and I think you were a little hesitant at first thinking, uh, a longbow turkey, <laughs> turkey hunting and talk, talk about taking a, to a, uh, taking a knife to a, a gunfight. But, uh, uh, you obviously proved that, uh, theory way wrong, uh, when the action started, but, uh, before you hunted with me in uh, Mexico for Goulds, didn't you just uh, you had went to Illinois or somewhere and shot an eastern bird, didn't you, or Kansas? Yeah, what I did is uh, after confirming the trip with you uh, for Mexico, I had lined up a couple of other places to go hunt, and a friend of mine invited me to Indiana to hunt uh, the eastern. So I uh, I actually had somebody drive my truck all the way out to Indiana. And, uh, and then I flew out later and picked up my truck and hunted in Indiana. And then my mom is originally from Kansas, and I've been in touch with one of her childhood girlfriends uh, for a long time and contacted them. They're, they're farmers out in Kansas, and she said, come on out, hunt as many turkeys as you want. So it ended up being a uh, what I like to call the uh, 2013 three-week turkey tour. <laughs> and uh all with a longbow and a recurve and i uh harvested my eastern and then uh drove to kansas and the first day in kansas i was able to harvest two rios back to back out of one set and then uh drove back down into arizona and then met met up with you down in douglas yeah i remember meeting in douglas and um you know, you were raring and ready to go down there for Goulds, and uh, I think we we dropped your truck off, and and uh, you got in with me, and and uh, we went and crossed uh, crossed the border, and 
Uh, if I can't remember if I guess Victor uh, Victor from Louisiana was there as well, and so uh, he must have been riding with Dar or vice versa, and we we caravan down to the ranch yeah. and uh, yeah, I think uh, I I picked Victor up at the airport in two. That's right. That's right. Since I was driving past it. That's right. And then uh, I met up with you and Douglas, and Dar Dar was still either on, just on the other side of the border, or he was coming through to meet us. That's right. And then uh, we we took the trip down to the ranch, and uh, if I remember, we we went to the ranch, and we were actually going to stay at the upper ranch house, so we actually loaded the gear in in the Rangers and stuff. And then I believe one of the um, Mexican fellows, I believe, was going to drive the truck up or something. If somehow our truck was going to end up up there, you and I really weren't even, I mean, we kind of had camo on, but we were kind of not really prepared. And it was, you know, probably three o'clock in the afternoon. And I think we went and checked one spot. And I remember seeing like one track and it was, it was a, um, you know, it was just kind of a random spot and didn't see a lot of signs, so we were headed to our original place, and uh, I think we, if I remember right, we stopped, and I just said, well, let's just stop here on the way to the house, and uh, boy, a bird hammered right away, and it was a mad dash scramble to get our stuff out. Yeah, I think I think it was kind of a mad dash scramble right from the get-go when we got to the ranch i was wearing jeans and tennis shoes and you said come on let's go we're hunting and i was like what i had to string up my longbow i had to put broadheads on my arrows and you're like hurry up let's go <laughs> and so i i barely got the bare essentials to go and we grabbed my um double bull blind and uh we hit the road and and we saw those tracks going across the road and i think but it wasn't even a 200-yard walk, and you you hit the call, and you got a response, so we set up real fast. I I I can't remember if we actually had the blind already, or or did we have to go back and get the blind? Um, obviously, because you were going to be trying to shoot it with the longbow. Um, and anyway, we set up the blind, and I mean, you know, we hadn't been there, but I mean, very long at all, and here we got a turkey goblin up on the ridge and uh you had a uh turkey decoy uh a jake right wasn't it a jake yeah it was the, uh, the avion x decoy which you know worked out pretty good and remember we set my gopro up about 10 feet from that decoy oh yeah yeah we had time to set up the 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 jake decoy and we set the gopro up and then joe got in the blind and I was sitting right next to the blind, but we were only, what, 10 yards from the decoy? Yeah, about 10 yards. And, and we were kind of back in this little shade pocket, and uh, the bird's gobbling up on the ridge, and I called to him a few times. I mean, and he, can't, he it was on, wasn't it, Joe? Oh, God, it was on. But, you know, that that first turkey, he took his – he. He was in a hurry to come in, but he was kind of leery. Remember, he he made that wide uh, circle around the uh, the plants in that in that little prairie basin. Yeah, yep. and he came all the way around and then into the decoy instead of coming straight into the decoy. Yeah, he did circle it. Uh, seemed like he was kind of strutting uh, off and on, and then then he came right up to the decoy and just started b 
beating the decoy up, and then I'll let you take it from here because I think this is where uh, I think this is where uh, you know having a bunch of arrows was was uh, a good thing. Yeah, it was a little comical, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, as I recall, the blind was a little higher. It wasn't really on flat ground, and uh, I let one arrow loose. And it went right over the turkey's back, and and that kind of upset him a little bit. And I remember him starting to uh, beat that, uh, <laughs> that that decoy up a little more. And I and I thought, what the heck? So I knocked another arrow, and I I let it fly, and I and I went, I think I went over his back again. But the whole time, he's not understanding that he's getting shot at. He thinks that the decoy is actually fighting back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you see the, when you see the video on it, you know, of course, it's, it's edited a little bit. But it's just like, it was unbelievable. And I, and it was like, the, I think it was my fourth arrow that finally uh, drilled him. And it didn't even look like I hit him because it went. It, it was a complete pass through, and he was still standing up. And he and he did that 360 walk around the decoy, and then he just fell over like a loaf of bread. Yeah, and if if I remember right, I mean he he did the drunken sailor and fell over. Oh yeah. And I I I, I don't remember if, if it was before all of that or during that whole thing. If there was another bird that was gobbling in the distance. And I think there was because I think pretty soon after you shooting and the bird's down right there at the decoy, yeah. I think our plan was go get that bird and, you know, let's let's get this other bird in range. Yeah, so I, I ran out to grab that bird and recover a few of my arrows that I could still see within close <laughs> proximity. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the whole time I was thinking, yeah, okay, here's a guy shooting a longbow and I'm making a fool out of myself with four arrows and Jay's got to be looking at me going, what did I get myself into with this guy letting him come down with a longbow? And it was, it was actually, uh, it was one of those things that it's hard to believe, but it's, it's one of those that, you know, you know that you're in a blind, you, you, I don't even remember if you had a stool or not. You're shooting through a little window and quite honestly, you're probably shooting too close because, you know, you're probably not used to shooting at, you know, seven or eight or 10 yards or whatever your shots were. Yeah. And, um, you know, I knew eventually we were probably going to connect there. And, it, you know, as long as the turkey wasn't uh, spooked, I was just getting great video. I mean, it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And then after I, I got back into the blind, you could hear you could hear that turkey coming in. Your hearing's a little more sensitive than mine. And... Um, you, you said he's coming in, and you kept calling, and that turkey came in straight away. And I remember you going, "Take him, take him!" And it and it all it was almost comical because we were in this little debate of whether or not to shoot him or not. Because wanting wanting to shoot one with my longbow, and I had just finished up my royal slam with you on that first bird, and I wanted to take a second bird with my recurve. Yeah, which was in the which was in the ranger, you know, a couple hundred yards away. And I think the challenge for me was, here comes this another bird. 
And in in the you know heat of the moment, I'm forgetting that you want to get because you had you had two tags coming in that we had already agreed upon, right. and I'm not realizing that hey, you don't want to shoot this second bird because you want to get your other one with your recurve, and so now this second bird is standing at the decoy, pretty much doing the same dance. Yep. And you and I are having a debate. At, <laughs> I, I'm literally two yards from the blind, and I'm saying, well, you can shoot it. You can get another tag if you want. And I think that was the magic thing when I said, you can get another tag because the rancher has multiple tags. Right. And then it became then, – then our debate not was uh, on turkeys. Then it became, well, how much? Well, what is this? And we started <laughs> negotiating while this turkey is, you know, pummeling and, and circling the decoy. Right. And, and uh, remember, remember, we watched that turkey for a good 40 minutes while we were debating this. <laughs> yeah, as he's, as he's circling and totally bewildered by this Jake decoy – uh, then, you know, Joe and Joe and I are doing all of this and laughing and just having a ball. And then remember, he actually got on top of the decoy and broke the plastic stick. Yeah, oh yeah, you you'll be able to hear. Um, uh, you guys will be able to hear that on the audio that I'm going to play on this uh, on this podcast. You'll be able to actually hear the plastic stick going pop. And the decoy flaps down, and the bird doesn't miss a beat. He's just right there, still just pummeling this decoy. Right, and and, and unbeknownst to both of us, I had actually shot my own decoy, which enabled the turkey to deflate it. Yeah, so this second bird is now able to stand on the decoy, and on video you hear the decoy and see the decoy actually deflate like a football. I mean, it was like. Yeah, that and he just, he kept standing on it like he was trying to breed the decoy. Um, you had actually clipped that decoy in the beak, I yep. believe, of, of the decoy, and it deflated it. Yeah, I did. And now now that decoy is one of my uh, camping instead of pink flamingos in front of the campsite. I use that turkey decoy uh, on the hunts <laughs> that you go on. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And that's so, awesome. So. Uh, at some point, you decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and take this second bird while I can get a third bird with my recurve, hopefully at a later date, Yeah. Uh, later in the trip. And I forget if you shot him on the first go or how that went, but uh, what do you recall? Uh, it was the uh, one arrow. One, one arrow. For the second bird, and it was a good shot. I think he, he ran off like 20 yards and, and just uh, expired. And then Joe pops his head out of the blind, and we're realizing that he just killed two Goulds turkeys. He completed his Royal Slam with his longbow, and got his, you know, he's on his way to his second Royal Slam with his longbow. And uh, that all happened in a, you know, we we're basically two birds down within, you know, an hour and a half of of getting to the ranch. Oh yeah, and then and then that night we uh, we got we took we had a little bit of a photo session. Remember, it was that beautiful sunset, and it oh, yeah. and the the uh, sky was a beautiful backdrop with those turkeys over my shoulder. Yeah, uh, beautiful pictures. Yeah, one of my favorite photos, and. Um, and then we lo we we broke down the the uh, ground blind 
while I was doing that, you went back to the to get the uh, side by side, the Ranger, and then you came back up, and then we went on up the mountain to the uh, the upper uh, house. Yeah, and I remember that uh, uh, Dar and Victor were out trying to roost birds, and here you and I show up like two chessy cats, <laughs> grinning from ear to ear, flop both birds down, and they look at us like, are you kidding me? You've shot both your birds? And I, I want to say maybe they heard one way off, but they didn't have a lot of action, and it was uh, right. You know, it was one of those things. I've been on both sides of that deal, and um, I know how they felt for sure. Yeah, but uh, definitely, you know, a guy shows up with a longbow and he shoots two birds on the first night, and the other hunter is using a shotgun. And in fact, Victor came to me. What was it? The second, or the? I think it was the second night. He came to me and he goes, "Man, you're making me look bad." <laughs> because, because you already got two birds and you used a, a stick bow and here I am hunting with a shotgun and, and I haven't gotten anything. And I said, well, you've had opportunities, right? And he goes, he goes, yeah, we've had opportunities, but I was just kind of looking for a bigger bird, I think is what he had said. That's awesome. Yeah, he was quite the character. We had a good time. Uh, it was basically just the four of us and... Uh, um, why don't you tell me about getting, uh, your third bird, I guess your third Goulds, uh, with your recurve. Oh my God. That, well, remember, uh, I had, I had broke down my longbow and put my, uh, my, Oh yeah. I put my <laughs> Buffalo Hoyt, uh, recurve together in the dark and, uh, but wait a minute, before, I thought you were going to go into the story, I think the very next day after you shot the two, you put together your bow, and we actually went hunting, and we had an incredible encounter. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, yeah. I had put my bow together at night, and then you and I went out that morning, and we we found this tom on on the other side, on this other ridge, and we you called to him, and he came in like he was on a line but we got and we weren't using a, a blind or anything i just hunkered down underneath a, a a mesquite bush and you were a little bit further down the road and remember that tom took his sweet time and he strutted spitting and drumming and he zigzagged his way down that road and it, it felt like it was took him 20 minutes to cover what 20 yards yeah i mean it it to this day, I can I, I can still remember that turkey taking a little skid trail, you know, two-track road that was up a slight grade, so he was above us, yes. and he zigged and zagged, strutting his, dragging his wings, literally plowing the road with his wings yeah. from maybe 150 yards out, and he zigged and zagged, you know, maybe the road's only 10 feet wide. He cut that road, just plowed it all the way, back and forth, back and forth, zigzagging all the way in, and just an unbelievable display of, of strutting and, and spitting and drumming. And then if I remember right, he came right up and you got a shot, um, but it wasn't a great shot. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, it was probably 10 or 12 yards underneath that mesquite tree and when I shot my arrow I watched my arrow leave and it just took a nosedive and it went right between his his legs for some reason yeah 
Yeah, it's almost as if the bow was um, was you know not performing correctly or something. Yeah, and and as I I hung my head in shame, and I looked at my bow in the bright daylight, <laughs> I had noticed that when I assembled my bow in the dark with, <laughs> without my glasses, I noticed my top limb was on the bottom and my bottom <laughs> was on the top. Well, you know, a good outfitter would have made sure that uh, it would have had a had a real good floodlight and made sure that the bow was put together. And I, I have to take some credit there that uh, uh, I probably should have been a little more patient and uh, helped you a little bit. Uh, but that was fun because, you know, you basically became the whipping boy for uh, all of that day for us to, you know, give you slack about having the turkey that strutted for 150 right. yards right. took took 45 minutes to get there and then you finally shot and it like got halfway to the turkey at 10 yards but remember <laughs> that turkey took off and then he came back and i yep. actually got a shot at redemption yeah i remember and i i figured well i could compensate for the arrow and I didn't compensate enough, and uh, but I was able to get a second shot off him, and I and I still shot below him. Yeah, I mean, I think at that point when you know you've got, you know, you're just trying to compensate. I think you're just you're basically hitting and hoping, and and uh, you know what, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. Uh, so if I remember right, we actually you and I split up that night to to try and roost. Um. And I think I ended up hearing a turkey up in that direction where we went that morning uh, when you got one with your recurve. Is that right? Um, we did. We did split up, and then when we uh, when we got back together that evening over dinner, we kind of put together a game plan. And I think this was our third our third day. Yeah, third. Yep, yep, third day. So um, we decided to go up high on the ranch. And uh, we got set up, and we could hear we could hear the t some turkeys somewhere below us just hammering it. It, it almost he that turkey that tom was gobbling so hard I thought he was going to choke himself to death. Yeah, I mean he was literally gobbling every every five seconds. He was gobbling. Yeah, and, and but that wasn't the bird we were set up on because we were way up the ridge. Right on some other birds that I think I think I had heard the night before in that direction, and you know we were debating whether to move yeah. the blind and pick up and go down after that bird, and then and then is that how you remember it? Yeah, I remember it exactly like that because it, it was um, gosh, it, it was about five fifteen in the morning. It was getting light, like right at five twenty or so. And uh, it was like 5.15, you, you left the camera and you came up to the blind and you said, hey, do you want to go chase down that bird that is gobbling? And I, I said, you know, we know where he's at and we know that there's another tom up here. We're just not hearing him. Let's just sit here for another 20 minutes and we'll see how it goes. And those 20, those 20 minutes proved to be right because that Tom came in with a Jake. Yep. Yep. I remember, um, I think it was just too early, Joe. And I think that bird that was gobbling like crazy, you know, it was, he was just gobbling in the dark. And I think as it got lighter, 
Um, then the bird that we were after started gobbling and uh, made a few calls, and I mean they were coming coming straight in. And yeah, uh, how far was your shot there? I think that shot was about uh, fifteen, in between fifteen and twenty yards. Yeah, and um, made a good hit. We couldn't exactly tell where he was hit because he kind of he kind of ran off to the left, if I remember right. We watched the video, and we were like, yeah, you definitely hit him. Um, it definitely looked like you hit him pretty good. And then he ended up just following a little cattle trail down that ridge and kind of just followed it off in that bottom. And you and I kind of split up, and um, we're just looking for blood. And and uh, uh, I think you ended up spotting him and uh, tracked him up, and uh, there you had it. You had your... Uh, your uh, bird with your recurve. Yeah, we, we did. We we actually split up to see if he had gone back up the hill from where they had come from, and we kind of did a grid pattern, and then we came back to the blind, and we, we didn't find anything, and so we went over to the decoy, and then we actually found a blood trail, and blood trailed him down that, that uh, cattle, that cattle trail down into that ravine. Yeah, and so you know, I kind of got my redemption with my uh, my uh, recurve on a uh, one arrow, one bird. <laughs> yeah, that that was a that was a great hunt. Um, that that just that worked out perfect that morning's hunt. And you know, the whole time we were taking pictures, uh, that other bird that we had heard down the ridge gobbling, he sounded off multiple times, and um, we. Remember those pictures we got? We got some just incredible pictures with some great scenery in the background. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then, you know, so here you are having three birds, and, and Victor had gotten one the day before. Yeah. And um, But he still had one bird left, and, and uh, we ended up roosting that same tom that night that was gobbling like crazy, and that's the bird that uh, we went in the next morning and Victor got. Oh, yeah. Um, when... when uh, you 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 got it all on the GoPro and um, uh, we got some great footage. It was me, you, Victor, uh, we and Dar, and we were. Uh, if you remember right, that next morning those birds flew on the other side of the canyon off the roost, and then they actually pitched down and then they caught flight and flew across that canyon to us. Yeah, that was that was incredible to watch them come across that canyon. And I think the four of us, you know, we're sitting there going, okay, we hope they come across that canyon. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, with, you know, you and Dar, you know, talented with your calling, uh, you, you guys just called those turkeys right in. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That was a great trip. And then, um, you know, is anything else jump out at you as the trip as, you know, that you could share that, uh, you know, maybe the pictures or the video didn't capture any, anything that you thought? Uh, it's it's an experience. You know, I think, you know, for me, I was somewhat hesitant about going down into Mexico, but I, I knew that you and Dar, you know, you have a history down there and right at right at the beginning, you know, I was a little hesitant and going, Oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? You know, going down into Mexico, having to have a passport and everything. And then, you know, going through customs and everything, you guys, you guys know what it takes. You've got it down. You, 
and you know the language down there. And after we got through and got on the road, it was like, wow, this is no big deal. You you know, if you know the proper procedures, it it was very easy. And then just an incredible uh, experience going down there and hunting the, uh, the Gould's turkeys and, and I just, I relive those moments a lot, you know, and I, I, I try to be humble about my experiences, but man, that, that's an experience that is just hard not to talk about sometimes. Yeah, it is. It, it, like you said, I mean, it's, it's way more than a turkey hunt. Uh, there's quite a bit of adventure to it. It's got a real adventure feel and, um, uh, you ended up liking it so much, uh, you know, I've, we've, we became friends on that hunt, and you actually accompanied me uh, in 2014. What were you with me, seven, ten days, something like that? Uh, yeah. Quite a while um, on my 2014 hunts, just helping out and, and uh, roosting birds and just hanging out with the hunters, and uh, we had a great time uh, last year as well. Yeah, it, it was awesome last year. I, I got to meet uh, a couple of your clients from uh, from Mississippi, and and you know not just meeting them, but actually have developed a friendship with uh, one of the hunters, uh, Greg Ray. Yeah, great guy. Who you had another podcast with. Yeah, a great guy, um, him and Tally. Uh, Absolutely. Just, just a lot a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs, and um, it was fun. I, I really enjoy that coming back and watching the video on the, uh, you know, the recap of the hunt and kind of watching how, you know, because I video everything, and it, it seems, you know, to really build a bond with, with the hunters, and uh, everybody's having a great time, and then uh, you were there also for the uh, bucket list guys uh, with Steve Puppe and and uh, Jerry, Klamer. you know J- J- Jerry Klamer and and uh, uh, that that was a fun time as well. Yeah, developed another friendship there with uh, Steve Pup, and we've talked on occasion. And uh, you know, it was it was different being with you and Dar down there, not being a hunter, but being your assistant and being able to go out and roost uh turkeys for you you and your clients and there and it was just fun for me even though it was a little bit of pressure being able to roost the turkeys for you (laughs) but there was no pressure on me as a hunter so i was able to enjoy sonora mexico and enjoy your clients and make more friends yeah you know um dar often says you know, coming back and tr- having to face the gauntlet or, or the, 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 you know, the questions that I ask, well, where was he? Well, how far up? Well, you know, poor Joe for, for 10 days had to deal with me every night. You know, well, how many birds? Well, how far apart were they? How many hens? And just the total grilling because of how detailed and how much we like to have all the information before we go out into the field the next morning. Absolutely. Um, and I, I remember the watching you and Dar going through that with my, on my hunt and how detailed specific you can be. And I, I knew exactly what I was getting into. So I was able to either, even just kind of go, okay, Jay, here's the road, here's this, here's that, and draw it out on paper for you. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, something that I've learned over the years is 
you know, in, in all types of hunting, but with the with the turkeys especially in the roosting, if you can be very specific, because the next morning when it's pitch black dark and you weren't specific the night before and you didn't mark your spot or you didn't get your your spot of reference, it all looks the same in the dark. And you know, learning that that you know you 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 have to be. Uh, very detailed, yeah, and make sure that you're roosting very particular, very specific. Uh, it leads to success the following morning, and very rarely does it lead to, you know, not knowing exactly where you need to be. Not saying it doesn't happen, but um, you know, I, I tend to be very detail oriented in all my hunts and trying to gather uh, as much information as I can and then process that information. Um, I'm very much not a hunter that just goes out and wings it. I'm very much, uh, you know, information oriented for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I thank you for that because that's something that you taught me. And when I, when I talk to my friends and I go out on, on other hunts and that they try to give me directions, it seems that I do the same thing to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at some times you can be seen as, you know, you're just, way over the top but the reality is if you have a very detailed map drawn out or if the guy says go to the big tall oak tree the one with the you know dead branch on the left side then when you get to that tree there's no misunderstanding instead of just saying go to the oak tree you know um, I found that the more precise directions that you can give or get makes for much more efficient uh, hunting in the field um, so that that was a lot of fun. It's fun, share, you know, going over those memories and recapping that hunt. Um, Joe, what do you have going on uh, in the future? Uh, what do you have going on? Are you going on any turkey hunts? What do you got going on this summer? Are you looking for anything this fall? What's what's going on with you? Let's see. Uh, the, I've I've got a turkey hunt coming up in uh, in Arizona coming up here pretty soon i've got to button down the dates and the unit number that we're going to hunt in but uh i'm going to try and get another uh merriam with my uh, longbow awesome and then uh, right, you're, you're obviously going to do one of the over-the-counter archery hunts probably then yes yeah okay good and, good and if i could do a shameless plug for uh some friends on, on facebook uh the broadhead brotherhood they're uh yep. they're having their um Shoot for Hope on April 18th uh, down at Ben Avery, and all the proceeds and the funds are going to the uh, Cancer Society Fund, which is uh, a, a really good cause. Absolutely. You know, where where can my listeners find this now, Joe? Give it to me one more time. It's uh, Shoot for Hope. I think they have their own Facebook page, but if you can't find that, then go to the Broadhead Brotherhood. Facebook group. If you're not a if you're not a member, ask to join. Send in a request to join, and somebody will uh, get you in and add you to the group. Um, and and Joe, how can people get a hold of you uh, as well on Facebook? What do you go under? Uh, you can you can reach me under Joe Bittner. My uh, you know my full name, or is that two T's or one? That's two T's. B-I-T-T-N-E-R, or, 
or I have my my own group, the digitagout.com Facebook group, which is interactive. We uh, we share hunting stories and photos and different things, and it's a good family of uh, people. And spell that out for us, Joe. Okay, it's uh, D-I-D-U-T-A-G-O-U-T. Did you tag out? And your website is also digutagout.com, correct? It is. It's uh, D-I-D-U. It's just the letter U-T-A-G-O-U-T.com. Awesome. Um, so you're, you've got some over-the-counter turkey hunts in Arizona. Um, and then did you apply for, for uh, elk and antelope in Arizona? I did. I applied for elk. I, I put in for the muzzleloader. I did muzzleloader for my first two picks and then archery for my next three picks. So we'll see what happens. Unit, awesome. Unit nine. I don't know. Awesome. I don't know that I'll get it cause I'm a non-resident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joe, um, if I could put you on the spot and ask you if you could go on any hunt with a past U S president, who would it be? And what would you hunt? I'd have to say t- Theodore Roosevelt, you know, okay. Teddy Roosevelt, and I, I would have to say Buffalo. Buffalo. Ooh, cool. Cool. I, right on. I think, I think the reason I say that, and it, I've never been posed that question before, so that just kind of came out. That was the first thing I thought of. And I think it's because Theodore Roosevelt was uh, a very um, – prominent influence in saving a lot of our uh, lands for uh, public use. Absolutely. And he, he saw the need to preserve these lands for future uh, citizens of the United States. And I think, you know, what would it be to go step back in time and go on a hunt with uh, Theodore Roosevelt? Yeah, that that would be incredible. That's a great answer. That was a great question, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Joe, it's been awesome. And, you know, one thing people don't know about you is when I met you, you were as clean shaven as the day is. uh, Well, maybe you had a small little beard. I did. I had a small goatee. And to this and now you have a Phil Robertson Duck Commander special. I I, I do, and uh, you know sometimes some days I like it, and some days I look at it and I go, why? <laughs> <laughs> I remember last year when you came down for the turkey hunt. Uh, you know, you you were probably uh, it was full grown, but now you've had it for what a couple years now, two years, I've, year and a half. I've had it for exactly thirteen months. That's awesome. And, That's awesome. But you said you might might trim it up. Yeah, I'm thinking about trimming it up. You know, just look a little more professional. Of course, I might catch a little a uh, little bit of guff from some guys saying, "Oh, why'd you shave it?" And it's like you're a sellout. Yeah, yeah but you know. uh, I would just tell them that uh, the the beard gets caught in your bowstring uh, since you like to shoot traditional archery so much. Yeah. It's uh, it, Get in the way. It's it's dangerous to shoot with a beard this long. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, Joe, it's been awesome catching up with you, and um, you're a great guy. And you know, uh, for my listeners out there, check Joe out at uh, DidYouTagOut.com, and uh, 
He's got a great group of guys on Facebook at digitagout.com. And uh, just just a, just one of the great guys. Um, and it's been a pleasure hunting with you. It's a pleasure calling you my friend. And uh, I had fun today uh, discussing the Gould's turkey hunt with you. Oh, it's been awesome, Jay. And, you know, I'll say one more thing about myself is I was never brought up in a hunting environment. And a friend introduced me to the longbow in 2007, and I bought my first longbow, and I was never around hunting or archery or guns or anything. And being from Southern California, it, it was a different world for me, but I knew where my passions and everything always lied, and that was always out in the, the outdoors and when I got that first longbow in my hand, I hit the ground running, and it's just I'm driven, driven by the hunting and the experience and the people I've met along the way, and it's just been a, a great adventure so far. I, I look forward to many years to come. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great lesson. Actually, there's there's a couple lessons there, and one is, um, you know, don't be afraid to introduce people to hunting and fishing period and then even people that are hunters don't be afraid to introduce them if you're a muzzleloader hunter introduce a friend to muzzleloader hunting if they're you know a traditional archer don't be afraid to introduce them to compound if you know vice versa if if you know there there there's always a great camaraderie in hunting and and you bring up a great point there joe and uh um I really appreciate you being on with us today, and I wish you the best and hope you get a turkey here this spring, and uh, uh, it was great catching up with you. Yeah, definitely good catching up with you, Jay, and thank you for inviting me onto your uh, podcast show. It, it was great. Awesome, buddy. Well, until I see you next time, I'll catch you later, and um, take care, okay? Okay, you too, Jay. Thanks a lot. Uh, all right, buddy. All right, bye. bye. Thanks for listening to the J. Scott Outdoors Western Big Game Hunting and Fishing Podcast brought to you by GoHunt.com Insider. Research faster, hunt more. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash insider and join today.